0: Welcome to the fall edition of what's in the cup. Uh, it seems like it's been, it's been, a, what, it's been about four weeks since we've done this. So, um, it's not because Bob's schedule has been all that busy. He's always available. Uh, but, uh, I haven't had a chance to be here, uh, on a couple of Fridays. And, and so we're got a lot to cover today and, and, uh, it's an exciting time on campus as we get the fall weather in, uh, Uh, we had a cold spell last week uh, during the presidential let's see president's classic golf tournament the uh the starting temperature for the first round at eight o'clock in the morning i think was 38 degrees my fingers were a little cold and uh had to wear three layers of clothes to get out there and play golf which is not normal but uh, we did have a beautiful day after about the first four holes and certainly things are beautiful uh, this week, great temperatures, great weather. So I hope everybody's enjoying that. And uh, we're going to talk about Georgia Southwestern, a lot of the great things happening here. And, and uh, this is an exciting time because this is when we start looking ahead to next semester and next year students start to enroll. So uh, our special guest today is Dr. David Jenkins, Director of the First Year Experience program, David. Nice to have you with right. us. Thank you. Thanks this for having is, me. Uh, you're a return guest, so uh, you know how to do this. Uh, <laughs> we expect uh, great humor and and uh, insight today throughout the uh, podcast. Uh, but it's a, it's it is an important time, and I know for you, it's an important time because you guys are starting to
1: enroll students for spring and summer is that right that's correct Um, uh, kicked off tuesday with uh, the seniors and then um, uh, we did the juniors yesterday sophomores are registering today and then the the freshmen can start uh, technically tonight at 1 a.m or early tomorrow morning but if they come uh, to our registration party tonight they can get in a few hours early we'll do that starting at eight o'clock tonight and it's important to get in early right because uh, some of the classes fill up absolutely you want to get those classes before they're before they're taken if you if
0: you care about what time you go to class if you care about what days you go to class
1: uh, early registration is really important that's that's right we hear from freshmen that they didn't get to choose their first semester yeah. you know we, we chose for them so we tell them this is your time if you don't want that eight o'clock class or you don't want that friday class then today today's it's important today. event so yeah and uh so this is tonight this is
0: thursday so we're recording this on thursday afternoon that you're talking about thursday night
1: they can come to Kane central yes sir and what time uh starting at eight o'clock eight okay that's not too late not too late so but it still gets them in a few hours early and they don't have to stay up till one o'clock yeah, And we'll have, uh, we're will have we going to have some yard games and music outside the building. We're going to have uh, pizza and drinks and snacks. Uh, we've got all of the FYE staff will be there, storm spotters. And uh, we've also partnered with the uh, academic colleges this year. So we've got some faculty representatives from each of the four colleges that will be there to help as well. That's
0: really good. And uh, nothing better than getting pizza and enrolling at the same time. <laughs> That's right. I mean, what more could a student ask for? Well, uh, I know that you guys have been... Working throughout the semester, talking uh, to all the freshmen, personal uh, one-on-one conversations with the freshmen throughout the semester. So this is kind of the next step, right? Is getting them to it is take we this
1: um, action. Absolutely, we uh, we call them the freshman check-in meetings, and so um, each uh, first-year student has come in and had a one-on-one appointment with uh, their FY advisor. Um, they've they've gone really well this year. Um, good students it gives us a chance to really get to know them and, and kind of see where they're at in the process and um, we do connect them to their academic advisors during the fall but this is the chance for them for us to help them get those classes in and get registered so they've already gone and for the most part they should have gone and seen their academic advisor and have those holds lifted um, but just in case they haven't that's why we'll have some faculty there tonight yeah so
0: a couple of things you mentioned holds so Talk us through what some of the holds might be and, and what students you know, need to do about that. And then I know there's also some new policies this year around uh, continuing students.
1: Okay, um, so of course there's first the academic hold um, where they need to see their advisor, um, meet with them, make sure they're on the right track, using their degree works and storm tracks, get those holds cleared. Uh, there's also a, um, a student accounts hold. So if a student owes, uh, still owes money for tuition and fees, things like that, that could prevent them from registering. Um, but other than that, they, they should be pretty good. If yeah. they can get those cleared up, they can get them cleared up, go buy student accounts today and take care of that. And so we, can get, we want to get them registered. Um, new policies, uh, we do have our new university supported enrollment policy that went into uh, place this fall. Uh, so uh, that changed where we used to have academic warning and probation and suspension. So now we uh, change that to university supported enrollment. So students who fall out of that good standing um, category will be in university supported enrollment. Uh, So that means that they'll have a success champion is what we're calling them. And those are identified faculty or staff members in the different colleges along with FYE to work with those students to see what kind of um, extra things they might need. You know, do they need tutoring? Do they need counseling? You know, that type of thing. So Uh, good academic standing is 2.0 grade point average and above. So uh, we, we did change that a little bit this year. So it's uh, for zero to 29 earned hours, they need a 1.75. Okay. And if they have 30 or more earned hours, it's a 2.0. Okay. Uh, so this is a new uh, policy. It's a three-year pilot program. So we can see um, how they're doing. It's not uncommon for uh, schools. A lot of our sister institutions have something similar. It just really helps the freshmen. It just gives them a little grace that first that first year.
0: You mean there's a possibility that a new student might come here and not do... Incredibly well, their first semester. Well,
1: you know, there is that adjustment that they have sometimes. So, yeah, so, yeah. that certainly that could happen. Something. Absolutely, I think I yeah. remember
0: that from my first semester. <laughs> it, it wasn't my most stellar mm-hmm. academic performance.
1: Right, I can relate to that as well. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I
0: think a lot of us can. And so, yeah. uh, so if they, so if they come in and yeah. you would you say we call them success champions? Success champions. Success champions. Success champions. Okay, so the success champion. Uh, spend some time with them. They do. So uh, first they're Mandatory gonna, meetings or-
1: it, it is a mandatory meeting. So they'll first get a um, an email uh, from the registrar's office and it says, you know, you fall into this category, but we've got some things in place to help you. And so they're going to first fill out a, a survey and it just, just various questions to help us kind of gauge where they may need, may need the help at. Yeah. Uh, that, if that information, those results will be sent to the success champion who will schedule the appointment with the student. And so there may be some required things for them to do. And then there'll be some recommended things that yeah. they'll have to do. Yeah. So they'll create um, an academic success plan with their champion. Okay. And this is really important because at the end of their first year, like you
0: said, when they get to 30 hours, if they don't have a 2.0, then their financial aid is impacted. And they're, you know, they really have, now we're in danger zone, right?
1: Absolutely. Because of, with their satisfied academic progress, their SAP.
0: Yeah. So we really need to the, the, the students that fall into this category below 2.0, they they need to pick up the pace a little bit Right, second semester. Right. And and uh, we could, I guess, just not let them enroll, but that closes the door on right. some people. And we really believe there's an opportunity for them to be successful. Um, as we've just both mentioned, uh, <laughs> we all need a little <laughs> opportunity from time right. to time and uh, making sure they have those things in in place to to get that grade point average second semester back up over 2.0 really opens the door for success for the rest of their time in college it it
1: does so hopefully by helping them with that academic um, uh, success plan they'll get back on track we can get them back to the 2.0 i
0: can't imagine what uh, classes you would enroll in if you were i mean i i I got i think i can think of a few that i would want to take if i needed to get my grade point average up I'd want to take classes that I, that I, you know, subjects I was really good at. That's right. right? I mean, I would be thinking, what am I good at? What do I really like? What am I interested in? And I'd take those. That's right. And you can uh, come back and get
1: the ones that you think are going to be, you know, hard for you, depending on what your skills are. Right. Well, and I tell students, you know, look, you know, look at what you're taking to make sure that you're not going to withdraw from anything next semester as well. You gonna make sure you're going to be in classes that you're going to complete and you're going to, you're going to pass. Yeah. Uh, for me, that was a short list,
0: but, uh, it is, it is, you know, there's some strategy here, right? You want to, you know, don't overload on the, even though you have to take the full gen ed, uh, you don't have to take it all at once and you don't have to take all the hard ones at once. And I, when I say hard ones, for me, some things are hard and for other people they're easy. So it's, it's an individual, uh, approach to what's hard and what's not hard. But, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know, have a little mix and match of, of things you can handle and things that maybe stretch you a little bit. All right. Well, that's, that's important. And this is happening this week, uh, starting, uh, started this week. And we, we certainly want to keep, uh, everybody enrolled, you know, national enrollment, uh, they came out with some numbers earlier this week, uh, nationally enrollment at universities is down about 1.1%. And, uh, really that's, that's, what we're seeing and, and what happened across the country is really a, a, the continuing undergraduate enrollment is really down. 2020, 2021, uh, obviously those pandemic semesters and years uh, really depressed this, what what is now the junior, sophomores and junior, and maybe some of the senior class. And uh, we're, we saw that here, and uh, we're seeing that across our system, seeing it across the country freshman class is a big class it is and there we're seeing more students return to the universities Um, and so we think that cycle will will work itself out over time but uh enrollment is down here at gsw our freshman our our enrollment for this semester was down uh, 2.7 percent but our freshman class was the biggest freshman class we've ever had so uh, we need to we need to keep as many as we can. Uh, make sure they have a chance to be successful, and um, and, and and kind of buck the trend uh, across our system. You know, one of the things that we're getting ready for, we have our budget hearing coming up on December the eighth. Uh, this is an annual uh, exercise that we do with the system office, the chancellor, and our, our system. Uh, financial folks, and and really talk about the university, talk about our needs, talk about where we are. And this year, there's 26 institutions in the system. Uh, 21 of those schools are going to be talking about what they're doing to cut their budget, because uh, 21 schools will have a budget cut next year, some as high as nine, $10 million. Uh, Columbus State, I think, is down about nine million. Um, I know Valdosta State's working on about a six million dollar Uh, cut so there 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 is some pain going across our system we're fortunate in that we're one of the five institutions that's not going to be cutting the budget and that's because of the work that's been done uh, over the last several years to uh, recruit students and and grow enrollment our graduate programs have been very strong and uh, and keeping students engaged and in and enrolled is really important and i know that uh, a lot of people across campus you know, keep thinking. Well, if our enrollment's going well, uh, shouldn't we be having more money? And and uh, I wish that was the case. Um, they cut 10% out of our budget during the pandemic, and uh, they haven't returned that 10%. So, in order for us to get back to uh, where we were in 2018, we're going to have to grow pretty significantly, or or be very patient while the state, uh, you know, continues to invest in higher education. We're we're fortunate. there's no question Georgia is a good education state the the governor has been very generous with higher education the the house and the Senate have funded higher education well but if the system overall is shrinking the question is how how generous will they be because usually they fund growth not uh, they don't just put money in for no reason so we shall see uh, coming up this legislative session but These things are important. And while we may not be uh, handing out raises and and adding new things, uh, the fact that we're not cutting positions and we're not dealing with what 21 of our fellow institutions are doing, uh, that that says a lot. And if you look across the country, uh, Emporia State University has been in the news lately. They had a 24% decline in enrollment between 2017 and 2021. They have cut, I think, 33 positions, and uh, many of those were faculty and and tenured faculty. Saint Rose uh, College uh, is, they had a, a six million dollar cut, and they were removed uh, tenure faculty, and uh, those faculty, you know, took them to court, and the court said, "There's that's they followed their policy, and that's the way it is." And so this is going across uh, all all across the country, and. Uh, we, we are fortunate that we, that, that David, that you and your team have worked real hard, uh, that our faculty have worked very hard, the advising and the, the work with students and, and keeping the, the options open is so critically important. It is so these new policies, like I said, it's a pilot uh, program, but the idea is let's, let's give students every opportunity to be successful and, and uh, not impose our, uh, guess uh, our our moral standing on them and say, you know, we think you can do it and let's give them every opportunity. So, and it's a tough ethical question. We know that because if they take out more loans and they stay in school and then they don't succeed, then they took out more money than they should have. And, you know, so we have to balance that, right? You know, we don't want Mm -hmm. to put them in a bad situation, but we also know that finishing a degree, getting a degree changes their life. And so, you hate to you hate to take that away from somebody if you think there's a chance, and I guess that's what you try to figure out when you meet with them individually.
1: That's right, we do. Yeah,
0: that's, uh, you probably don't ask the question like that though, do you?
1: Not <laughs> not that question. <laughs> you know, we do just try to learn more about what it is they're wanting to do and making sure that you know we're. Putting them with the right fit. And, yeah, uh, we are trying to educate them on the finances. Um, we've been doing some financial education this week in University One Thousand courses and things like that too. So
0: that's good. Yeah, you know, inflation is is hitting us pretty hard, and I know it's hitting our students hard. Uh, certainly, it's hitting the campus hard. A, a lot of our operating budgets. Uh, you you have an operating budget, and uh, I'm sure you have d- <laughs> dealt with that. Uh, everything that you buy, t-shirts. Uh, you know, the nursing program has to buy supplies and equipment for uh, their simulation lab. Uh, I know the biology, uh, mm-hmm. chemistry departments have to buy, you know, equipment and supplies and materials. And all of those are just more expensive this year. Yeah, so it's right. really yeah. tough. yes yeah, uh, We didn't get any extra money to cover the inflation. See, <laughs> so so the budget to... stayed the same, but the cost have all gone up. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, athletics is uh, dealing with it. You know, they, take buses to their games and cost of the bus has gone up uh, as gas has gone up and uh, you know so it's it's all across campus it's in every area and, and we're going to be talking about that uh, internally some about fees and and should we be uh, increasing some fees or adding some fees um you know court there's some course fees that we're just going to have to to look at because like i said you know the the materials that we have to buy for those classes have gone up and uh, we're going to have to figure out how we can handle that so uh, that'll be a discussion over the next several months here on campus as we go into our budget hearing. Uh, they're going to ask, you know, what are we doing about that? So uh, students need to be aware uh, of that, and we need to we need everybody across campus to be talking and thinking uh, how can they how can they be more efficient? How can they take advantage uh, of, of what they have? Um, but at the same time that costs are going up, we are also Uh, raising some money here at the university. And since the last time we did a podcast, we had the Day of Giving, uh, raised $95,000 in in one day to support the university, over 300 donors to the institution. And then of course, during the month of uh, September, we had Give Southwestern and over 56% of the employees here at the university participated in the Give Southwestern program, the highest number, highest participation rate Uh, we've ever had with with that and so there's a lot of positives and and a lot of generosity out there and uh did you did you volunteer for day i did i
1: volunteered i was um stationed at monroe's that day monroe's yeah but it's it's a fun day it's it's a it's a lot of excitement downtown that day
0: it it is and it's fun to see all the shirts and the gold and the people around town so uh, that was a it, it is a lot of fun and it's a great you know we started out our first year four years ago the goal was I think ten thousand and to think in four years you know the goal was a hundred thousand and we got very very close that's uh, incredible To doing that so um, really really amazing and we're very excited and it's and every year more and more people get involved uh, both on the volunteer side but also on the donor side and so we've been uh, we've been very pleased with that night and, and and certainly Steven Uh, Snyder and and uh, all the folks over there in the foundation office and advancement area have worked very hard Um, Angela Smith and alumni gets uh, the alumni fired up and connected and so uh, It's been really really good and we're excited about that Uh, a couple of things have happened uh, on the academic side we uh, completed the post tenure review and annual evaluation changes that needed to be made and i want to thank mark grimes for his uh, leadership of that uh, committee and uh, it was it was hard i know it was hard work and not not just hard work but it had to be done at a rapid pace which really ratchets up kind of the pressure and the intensity and i know they had some great discussions and and really thought through this process and uh, i think at the end uh, they created a, a policy for gsw that's going to be very helpful and will allow uh, the faculty to really drive uh, the expectations they have of each other and their peers and uh, make sure that we maintain the high level of of quality education that has always been a part of GSW. And so we appreciate the work uh, of that group. And and, and one way that we know that we're doing good stuff, the U.S. News and World Report uh, ranked us in the top 50, we were number 48 in the top public universities in the South. First time in, in many, many years that we've been uh, ranked uh, in the top 50. Usually uh, we're in one of those categories of uh, everybody else. Uh, and they don't even put numbers by us. They just kind of say all these other schools are in this second tier, or third tier, whatever it might be. So to make it up into the top 50 was, uh, I think, a great, great sign of some of the things that we're doing and uh, recognition of the of the progress that we've made uh, I, i'm sure you're telling all the students that they're right, now right. at a top 50 <laughs> That's uh, right. institution yeah. uh, in the south right. um a couple things going on right now people need to be aware of uh usg open enrollment for benefits uh, i did mine
1: this morning it took me i don't know 15 minutes 20 minutes maybe yeah, so I, I completed mine monday or tuesday and it didn't take long at all so yeah once mm-hmm. i found it <laughs> uh, and it's not that hard.
0: I just uh, I, I'm pretty slow, but uh, found it and uh, got it done. You you do have to um, tell people tell if you are a smoker or not a smoker. And you have to tell if your spouse is eligible for coverage somewhere else. If you don't, you will be charged a surcharge. And I think it's one hundred and fifty dollars i, th- I think so i think it's 150 yeah and so um, see so y- even if you aren't going to make any changes to your benefits you still have to annually go in and certify a- and if you're a smoker i guess you don't have to worry about it but um you need to you know people need to go in there and do that because it's significant uh if you if you don't do either that's 300 dollars. Um, i think it's a month uh, right. so that's that's significant. And a lot. And, and, I, <laughs> and so I really, you know, people need to know that even if you think, oh, I'm not going to make any changes, I don't need to, you do uh, annually have to recertify those two things. And so it's important. And I think you have until November 4th uh, to get that done. So another week or so. And um, and that's available online. One USG Connect. Uh, I, same way we turn in our vacation right, and right. the time cards you know, and things lot, everything yeah. else that we do. So uh, certainly people need to be uh, doing that. Um, on a sad note, uh, President Capitan, uh, Bill Capitan passed away uh, last week, had a chance to go to his uh, funeral on Monday. Uh, President Capitan was here from 1979 to 1996. Um, so about a 16, 17 year run as the president. Uh, he, was, he, he was the president prior to uh, Michael, Michael Haynes and uh, did a lot of uh, obviously over 16 years. You, you have a huge influence on a campus and, and make a lot of decisions and, and make a lot of things happen. And so I had a chance to meet uh, Dr. Capitan when he was here for uh, my investiture and I really enjoyed spending some time with him. A very, very incredible man a philosopher and and uh, a, a true academic uh, and and so it was sad to hear that he had passed but uh, it was it was sort of kind of fun to, to hear all the things that he had done in his life and um, and so we got to do that on Monday um, another item coming up that I'm interested in and I, I hope people are excited about this the hurricane pitch Competition uh dr suzanne connor and the college of business is putting this together and uh, it's going to be similar to like a shark tank kind of thing you cut ca- you know uh, students that have uh, ideas for entrepreneurial ideas for businesses or products will have a chance to come in and uh, pitch their idea yeah and when i read
1: that it was very exciting yeah,
0: yeah. Was, I a, don't have any good ideas like that, but I know somebody does. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sure these students—they're they're creative. They're gonna—they're gonna have some good ideas. Yeah.
0: I, I think know. the winner—the winner's gonna get
1: 7500
0: $7, Yeah, $7, it's pretty significant. Yeah. And uh, the people's choice gets three thousand dollars, so uh, they get a little seed money to maybe get their idea off the ground. And uh, I'm really excited about this because we're, we're building, renovating uh, the Griffin Bell Conference Center and a component of the of the renovation is going to be a a business incubator uh, maker space where people with these ideas whether they're students or community members can come together and work together and kind of develop these ideas and i know uh, dr connor is going to be involved with that and and will be engaged with creating activities uh, that we host at the at the conference center around this concept, around this idea that uh, we can grow our own businesses here in Southwest Georgia. We can, uh, Americas can can be the place where new ideas uh, come to fruition and where students don't have to leave to get the support uh, that they want and need as they develop their entrepreneurial entrepreneurial ideas. So really excited about that and uh, looking forward to, to seeing that. Uh, happen and i think it, i think it actually i think the competition is probably in uh spring right but i think they, they, they're working with them now and and uh, so I, I was very uh interested to see that uh, come up uh also tonight halloween havoc baseball softball team is uh, their annual uh, costume game <laughs> uh it's not like a real game Kind of a but, game right they play you know but uh the costumes are incredible right
1: it's always a entertaining event it's, it's a lot of fun it yeah. really yeah. is
0: and uh, they're doing that tonight so students can go to that and then the trunk or treat afterwards and right. then they can hit the uh, enrollment uh window and man what a night
1: that's right well if they want to start earlier downtown america's is hosting their pet parade in downtown trick-or-treating starting at four that's right so they pet there's parade. lots to do tonight lots
0: there things, is. yeah and it's a beautiful night i need to go to the pet. i've never been to the pet parade <laughs> since i've lived here so maybe i should take my dogs so, yeah get in the pet parade do you have to do you have to say you're going to be in the pet parade or can you just show, I up? You just show up i think you just show up you just show up all right i'm all gonna right. turn coco loose on america so we'll <laughs> see what happens
1: um <laughs> maybe maybe i won't yeah others, and then they yeah they can do the halloween havoc uh then they'll have the chunker treat and then so it's, so, it's yeah. gonna be a really fun night
0: could be a really good night. Yeah, absolutely. Thursday night in America. So what? what more could you want? Right. Um, another item that uh, I'm interested in, uh, that national news, the uh, student loan forgiveness. And I, I, I'm sure you uh, have talked to some students about this. The They opened the application window and thousands and thousands and thousands of people signed up. And the Supreme Court turned down one protest or one, you know, request to, to have it delayed. But then another court came in and said, yeah, you can't do that. Right. And so I don't know where it stands, but...
1: Yeah, I'm not sure where it stands either. But actually, I haven't had any students that have asked me about really? it yet. So, which is kind of surprising. So, yeah. and um, financial aid was in my class yesterday talking about um, finances and no students asked that question yeah. there either. So... I don't
0: well you know it's interesting because they put a time limit on it so if you didn't have debt before this fall right you don't count that's right so if you took on debt this fall you don't get it right you got to pay for it you got to pay it um which is kind of i don't know the whole thing's a little weird um but whether you like it or don't like it the fact that they opened the window and obviously, I mean, if I had debt, I would have applied for it too. And uh, hundreds of thousands of people did. And now the courts are going to stop it. I mean, it, who knows where this is going to go? Really um, interesting, but it is affecting higher education, and and it keeps the discussion around student loans in the in the in the collective consciousness of our country. And, and certainly, it's an issue that people think about and talk about.
1: Um,
0: and the, you know, you know, David, we, we're pretty cheap.
1: We are. We're the m- most cost efficient school in Georgia. I think. Yeah, That's so, better than yeah. saying cheap. I that's appreciate right. That.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, you can go to school here. I mean, if you just, if you just, if you live at home, pay tuition and fees, you know, you can go the whole year for about 6,000, a little that's over right. $6,000. That's right. Um, and that's, you know, over the course of four years. You know, twenty, twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars, throw in books and you know, okay.
1: Well, and, it, and if you have hope and scholarships, then it covers some it of it covers that. a good portion of that.
0: Yeah. Um you know, people buy cars and generally speaking have a somewhere between three and five year note on a car. Right. And cars now today's world find something less than thirty thousand dollars that's impressive that's right right so uh so people value a car and paying it off in five years as normal but a college degree that costs thirty thousand dollars that gives you opportunity to earn a million dollars over the course of your life more than somebody that doesn't get a degree is somehow uh onerous and I have a hard time understanding the the, the dynamic there right. because it's an investment that pays for itself even if you take out loans even if you take out loans more than thirty thousand dollars I mean our average loan here I think is in less than ten thousand dollars so uh it's a it's still I think the best investment of money at this time in your life as as any you're ever going to make you know a house that you buy a car that you buy you know those things don't make you earn more money right there's only one thing you can invest that that degree that makes sure you make more money over the course of your life and that's the degree that you're going to get here and um i i know that you know there's 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 a whole lot of debate around this but you know, if you choose to go to a school that costs $45,000 a year and you can't afford that, you know, you made that choice. You wanted that experience and you, sh- you know, and now, now they don't, you know, people think that you shouldn't have to pay for that. I, I just, I, you know, you could choose here. Absolutely. I agree with that. You could choose here. And our degree is as good as, as, as academically rigorous and as uh, life changing as anything else you're going to pay for that costs more. And I, I just think we, we need to encourage people to make better choices, not uh, not bail them out for the choices they made. That's right. But that's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably saying too much. But anyway, <laughs> um, the, stu- the whole student lo- loan thing is going on, and I know people are following that, and so we need to keep our eye on it. Uh, a couple of things have been happening here i wanted to to mention the sumter players uh, had their uh, play here on campus the importance of being earnest i think it was last weekend uh, i I was able to go on opening night uh dr michael moyer was the director Uh, lots of gsw uh people uh and students in the play uh serving uh you know behind the scenes uh doing costumes and set design and uh, all kinds of things. It was it was really fun. Uh, enjoyed it. I'd never seen the play, and um, it had a little twist at the end that I didn't see coming. So uh, they did a great job, and and really enjoyed that. It's fun to have the Sumter players here on campus, and so we're looking forward to having them back again. I think they're doing a musical in the fall. So um, if you if you like musicals, you can check them out. Uh, last night the flag football. Is it? Maybe it's Tuesday night, but anyway. It was Tuesday night. I was there. Flag yeah. football championship was decided, and um, I don't know who won. but uh, So
1: they, uh, the Kappa Deltas won uh, for the ladies, and um, the team uh, 2LG. 2LG. They won um, for the men, by right. one point. So, Ooh, close yeah, game. It was 21 to 20. This is extra points come in handy. That's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, very good. Uh, so that was fun. I got to go out on the semifinal night, and, uh, you know, it's just it, – it's fun to see the students having a little fun and and um, playing a little football, a little flag football. Um, and then Monday we hosted the uh, Georgia House of Representatives Rule Development Subcommittee or interim committee study committee. I don't know what they call it, but um, we had we had quite a few uh, legislators here on campus. And and when you have legislators on campus, they are always surrounded by. Uh, a bunch of um, uh, lobbyists. And so we had, we had more lobbyists, I think, than, than we had uh, legislators. But it was nice to have them on campus. They got to see um, what's going on here and they had a good experience. And, and anytime we can expose some of our legislators to GSW and what's happening, it makes our job a little easier when we go up uh, to the Capitol and, and uh, try, to, try to convince them that uh, we're worth the investment this year. we will be uh, trying to get funding for the library renovation. That's our capital project that's on this year's uh, budget request from the system for I think it was right at five million dollars. It was on last year's and we didn't we got funding in the Senate but not on the House side. so it was nice to have some House members here that we could talk to and show uh, what's going on and I think we'll have a little bit better luck. Uh, this year as a result Uh, one of the legislators was uh, a a graduate of ours but hadn't been back on campus for 50 years oh wow and so he was here and and uh, he was uh he was having memories uh you know flashbacks and flooding uh, of memories and and feelings from his time here and uh so it was fun to talk to him and see him kind of see GSW again for a very different I'm sure he enjoyed that getting to be on campus. Yeah, Yeah, he was, he was great. And, uh, it was fun to, to, to see that. Um, the last thing I have today, uh, and this has absolutely zero to do with Georgia Southwestern, but I found it humorous that the, uh, that some, I think it was university of Texas, but I don't know, somebody in Texas got a grant from this federal government to bring on four legged delivery robots so that they could study the interactions between robots and humans. And so now I'm really this, I can't imagine how weird that's gonna be to see these four-legged uh, robots roaming campus. And and then I'm trying to figure out how they're gonna study that. I mean, do you, do you just follow them around and see who they interact with and then ask the person, how did you feel about that? <laughs> Right. <laughs> what did you were you scared were you yeah, i mean right. I, or is so, there a
1: camera recording yeah. the interactions maybe yeah. on, the, on the robot i don't know yeah. but i've seen okay. some of these videos of these
0: little four-legged robots and they are a little creepy right I mean, they're not quite spider-like right. but it's like a dog with no body right. and i'm like hmm, interesting so anyway so maybe in a couple of years we'll find out what the uh relationship between humans and robots on college campuses is. And uh, maybe someday we'll have our own four legged robot uh, to, I think, carry things across campus here. I don't know what they would carry, but, you know, maybe they'll take paper from one office to another. So people don't have to actually (laughs) go outside. It'd be a shame if we lost all human interaction between offices because the robots were the only ones going back and forth, but <laughs> that
1: wouldn't be any fun, would it? Uh, that's right. That's right. I kind of like to walk across I do the too. Campus. I like when I can get out of my office and, and go see someone in another office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Me too. All right. Well, David, thank you for being here today. Thank you for helping us understand uh, how students can get enrolled and some of the new policies and things that we need to be paying attention to. And, and, and thank you for, uh, helping us keep enrollment up Oh, by the way we got preview day on saturday that's right
1: we have our so, first uh,
0: fall preview days this saturday yeah so that's uh the we're already starting next year's freshman class and i know the recruiters have been out on the road talking to to high school students and and so this saturday they'll come to campus and get a chance to see us in person and and i know you you and your team will be there will. Uh, to help with that as well so um it's it's critically important for what we're doing and and for keeping us moving in the right direction. So thank you for that. And I hope everybody has uh, a great weekend and and don't miss the the fun things tonight and uh, things going on all weekend. So enjoy the beautiful fall weather and we'll see you back here in a few weeks.